Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Reprisoner. I am your host, Ashley, and with me, as always, is your friend and mine, Molly. Hey, hi, it's me, Molly. Uh, we oh, have... you kind of ruined the bit. I was going to have Ashley yeah, do I was, was, was going to have jump Luke. In. Well, I was going to have Ashley do Luke, and just I was gonna have, I was two gonna, people. I was going to have it do like mm. just a whole rotation, have Ashley do you, and then you do me. Oh well, you should have told me that before we started the recording, and then we I just kind of thought it was. Bit. I just kind of thought it was obvious from. Well, I thought context. you and Ashley had swapped, so like, <laughs> it, I didn't know we needed to do three. Uh huh. I uh-huh. thought two would be enough for you. Yeah. But you're a greedy motherfucker, I guess. So two, in, two and enough, man. I need three. <laughs> That's not. <sighs> Don't bring Biggie into this. <laughs> Biggie doesn't deserve this. Biggie doesn't deserve this. Biggie deserves only good things. Good, nice things. Anyway, I'm your friend in mind, Molly. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Um, Alright, uh, well, um, hey everybody, welcome back to the Reprise Center. Um, let's start, let's start with actual Ashley. Ashley, what you been up to this week? Well, um... I decided a cool thing to do is steal. Okay. Yeah, true. Uh, and by that, I mean emulating classic video games. Okay, okay. Uh, so I played all of We uh, Love Katamari, which is my personal favorite of the Katamari games. Yeah, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... You agree that the, it's like, Ashley's favorite, or you agree that it is your favorite? I agree. Well, both. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just really love <laughs> You know love what, I agree game. that it's my favorite. I actually don't agree that it's Ashley's favorite. I think she's <laughs> lying. Oh, okay. You're a fucking beautiful Katamari fan, I can tell. I don't think I ever played beautiful Katamari. I didn't either. <laughs> like, it was interesting because I was, like, posting about it. Uh, and on Twitter, and, like, how Katamari was the first game I had played that was like, oh, games can be, like, different. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone responded with, oh, I had, like, a similar thing with that, with, uh, beautiful Katamari. Oh, sure. And it's like, well, hmm. And, I mean, like, if you had never played any of the Katamari Damacy games. <laughs> Granted, yes, absolutely. Especially if they're younger than we are. Yes, I think that was also a part of it. That that's entirely fair then. Um yeah, no, it's I just yeah, the kind of Mario Damasa games are cool and it was also cool to see the creator recently post on Twitter about how like all these little secrets they had added. Oh, nice. Yeah, I saw that earlier. That was cool. Yeah. Mhm. Um including uh how everything is like goes in just a circle in that game. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. And for, like, rocks that were rolling down a hill, they just had it go through the earth That's at one point you couldn't see. <laughs> yeah, it's like a theme park attraction thing. Like, part of a... Yeah. Like a Pirates of the Caribbean something. Where it just goes uh-huh. into a secret part to go back into place. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I've also been playing uh, some of Def Jam Fight for New York. Okay, which, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very funny to play that game as a wrestling fan now. Uh-huh. Because, like, so many of, like, oh, this is the ultimate wrestling move. Like, this move can seriously hurt people if you do it wrong, or even uh-huh. if you do it right. Or, like, oh, that's just, like, your transition move. <laughs> right, right. You just, you just 
you know, that's like when you like pick up a guy who's like running at you, <laughs> like a counter. Yeah. And so that's very funny, and I'm, I, I am playing it as John Cena. Okay. Because uh, I didn't want to like make a guy version of me, because that's weird. Yeah. Sure, sure. And also, the the way they introduce all of the like female fighters in that game is you just choose your girlfriend. <laughs> and then you have to beat up a dude to make her your girlfriend. Oh, wow. And if you fail, like I did... <laughs> Uh, then you get like a, a crappy girlfriend. Oh my god! And it's and then like later on, one of the other girls she like comes up to you and is like, "Hey, I I want to fuck you now," and you have to fight your old girlfriend using your new girlfriend. And my <sighs> new girlfriend was also Carmen Electra. Okay. The people in that game is weird. Yeah, they all, actually, yeah. this game sounds like it sucks. It kind of does, but uh, it's also kind of fun. It also includes Danny Trejo. Okay, never oh. mind. I'm back on board. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> and Henry Rollins, who is your trainer. Okay, okay. Who the fuck is Henry Rollins? <laughs> <laughs> He's a punk singer. Uh Oh, okay, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Snoop Dogg is the villain. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then also I played a Rumble Roses, which is like a wrestling, a surprisingly competent wrestling game, but also supremely horny. Yeah. The only thing I ever knew about that game was that it's extraordinarily horny. It's so horny. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. What is this? Rumble Roses. Oh. Oh. Yes. Rumble Roses. The one with all of the, like, two-page ads in Game Informer that was all ass and titties. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That one. Um, but, like, as a wrestling fan, like, they they do some cool stuff, and I also like the idea that every single character on it has a heel and a face version. That's Yeah, I like that. Uh, but also, in the, like, uh, car- like, the career mode, the second match is a like mud bath match and i was like all right all right <laughs> okay mm. um i don't know i've mostly been playing games and watching movies yeah, yeah. same same thing as always yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh all right fair enough uh luke what you been up to uh i have been playing more of bloodborne and more of 5d chess more bloodborne this week How's your uh, how's your Bloodborne expedition going? You know, I'm making progress. I I beat Amelia. I beat the witch. Uh, I like went into the Hunter's Nightmare just to kind of take a peek around. Found like I don't know if it's the first boss or just a first boss of that area. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I probably can't win this, but I'll take a crack at it just for fun. And um, like the cutscene introduction happened, and as soon as it faded back to gameplay, it, like, moved and I died. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, so now I'm in the woods. I've been fighting just wads of snakes all day. Oh, yeah, that part, that part's rough. Yeah. I don't care for the snake wads. Yeah, I don't... I'm not really a big fan either. Yeah. They were pretty easy to take out, though. Yeah, they're not hard. They're just, um, upsetting. I would agree with that. Yeah, especially when the whole wad of snakes comes right out of a guy's neck. 
Yeah, that part was not good. That's not yeah. good at all. It's That's very the shit Resident you Evil do 4. to us constantly. Yeah, and I hate it. That's why I like. Yeah. I gotta get Inflict- it out of my yeah. head and just like yeah. vent it onto other people. Yeah, um, that's fair. It is very much like in Resident Evil. Resident Evil 4 scared the shit out of me when that game came out. Oh, man. yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I had nightmares a bit about Chainsaw Guy. Oh, yeah. That guy's scary. Yeah, he... He was more Although scary to me. now I look at him... Yeah. Yeah. He was scary to me the way that, like, a video game bad guy is scary to me. When, like, a big worm came out of Guy's neck, I was like, oh, bleh. When I the never first got to the dog, world, guys, when I played when the, as a kid. When the first dog has the parasite come out of it, oh, I yeah. turned the game off. I um, I really didn't like dealing with the regenerators at, near the end of that game. Oh, those guys are scary. Like, the whole soundtrack just turns into heavy breathing. Like, <laughs> and you can hear them, and you can hear them go, <laughs> Yeah. And they're Fuck just, that. like, fucking... Uh, the guy from oh, what's that fucking horror movie with uh, the guy with the needles in his face? You know this, Ashley? Hellraiser. 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 Yes, there we go. They look like the Hellraiser guy. Fucking. And then they do get ones with horns and spikes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Spikes. And then oh. like the spikes jut out, like shoot out of them when they attack. Uh, bad, bad. Resident Evil Four is scary, bro. Yeah, there's. there's I, t- some I had shit taken in there. a bite of pizza when you asked me that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Well, you guys are talking about Resident Evil Four and Bloodborne. I don't need to be in this conversation." Right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I got down to like the shadows of Yarnum fight, which I don't remember being that hard. No, I've tried it a couple times. I like on try one, I got like two hits away from winning and fucked up, and then the next three tries went really bad, and then I stopped playing. Yeah. That's, that's how that's, it tends to go with those games. That's Souls games. Yeah. Uh, you'll come back yeah. tomorrow. You'll try it once. You'll get it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got one of those wonderful moments where, like, I had way too many fucking souls on me and died. And like, ah, shit. Well, better go get those and then die again in a stupid way. And, well, that's, yep. like, five level ups down the toilet. Great. Eh, you know. <laughs> it happens. You win some, you lose some. Yep. Absolutely. It's like a moment um, of like intense dread and anger, and then just a moment of peace and tranquility immediately my God, after. Yes, I understand. <laughs> this is this is the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, has it has it started to click for you yet? Is it starting to make sense? Uh, more than it was for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I um I did have a moment like I think it was around the shadows fight where yeah. I was like, oh, oh, this game. <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm having a decent time. I will I'll finish it. I don't know. Um, uh yeah. I also tried Fall Guys. I have seen I, people talk about it. I have no idea what it is. Okay. I have also I also tried that. Okay, nice. So Fall Guys is a game that just came out on PC and PS4 and maybe other places. I don't know. On PlayStation, it is uh, free with PS Plus, so oh okay, that's I'll make good. Sure go grab that. Yeah, um, it is uh, a battle royale, but it's like what if Mario Party was a battle royale? It, I think it's more specifically what if Takashi's Castle, aka MK, uh, Most Extreme Elimination Challenge, was a battle royale. Yeah, or like Wipeout if you are you know if you don't know what actually just said. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Wipeout's a good show, too. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, but no, it is just, you're this little blob boy, or girl, or, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, you're a little blob, and you have to run around on platforms. Sometimes it's, like, obstacle courses. Um, sometimes it is, like, a shitty soccer game. And you're just trying to out-survive everybody else or, like, get to the finish line before a certain number of people. And, like, every round, like, the bottom half gets eliminated and it just keeps going like that until you're down to... Like, once it's down to, like, the bot, like top ten or something, it turns into, like, alright, next game, one person can win. And... Gotcha. Yeah. Um, it is kind of like, what if... A lot of it is, here is a 3D Mario level... But the controls are really shitty, and the physics are very realistic. And also, there's 50 other people in here with you. All, uh-huh. like, just shoving and pushing and yanking on each other. Sounds great. Yeah. It's, uh... I don't know if it's a game that has a lot of, like, longevity to it, but I've had fun playing it the past few days. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically my thoughts on it, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, if it wasn't a free game, I probably wouldn't get it. But for free, it's a good time. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. Yeah. I will um I'll have to get that. Yeah, it's it's worth checking out. For sure. Uh cool. Is there anything else going on? I'm trying to think. I don't think so. I've been reading more Twilight Breaking Dawn, but I feel like I need to finish that book you and got a then, Breaking like, Dawn update for me, Luke. Uh I mean I can give you a Breaking Dawn update. I feel like once I finish it I'm gonna have to like go back and just talk talk Twilight for a bit. All right. Well, if you want to wait until you Chelsea finish, right that's now. fine. Uh, no, I guess just to update you, uh, I'm in book two, Jacob, right now. I'm pretty deep into it. I mm-hmm. think I'm almost halfway through the book. Uh, Bella is heavily pregnant with her vampire baby. Yeah. That is growing way faster than a human baby might. Uh, yeah. Jacob has has uh, drawn a schism in his pack because half of them want to murder her and murder her gross vampire baby and he's like hey that's not cool Mm -hmm. uh it was killing her because it's a gross vampire baby but they figured out that if she drinks a sippy cup of blood every couple hours she's fine oh that's nice except now the baby's getting stronger and it's kicking and every time it kicks it breaks one of her ribs bro (laughs) yeah yeah no i remember watching uh this movie and this is all presented like a horror movie yeah uh, that makes sense that's a logical way to present it uh and uh specifically the section where she is like uh drinking uh all of her stuff uh it's very funny because they make it a like like not like a soda can but like a like a drink you'd get from like McDonald's. Yeah, so you that's just how see, it's like, described in the in the book. Okay, uh, so you just see like the blood going up the straw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's a that whole way they thing. can make it like Kool Aid or something, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything other. Jacob just feels weirdly drawn to Bella right now, and the more pregnant she gets, the more drawn he feels to her. And I know oh, where that's going. So yeah, it's gonna get yeah, it's gonna get weirder. Yeah, I it know. doesn't get better. <laughs> they actually fucking the last book already kind of broached that territory. 
Because <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, werewolves imprint on soulmates for life, and uh, this was weird. My buddy imprinted on his on like this two year old, bro. And now he's her dad until she's an adult, and then he'll be her husband, and that's not creepy. Honest. Yeah. That's not weird. Honest. <sighs> Nothing um, creepy about that. <laughs> so are you are you team Jacob or team uh, Edward? <sighs> so. Up until, like, mid-Eclipse, my position was that Jacob is too good for Bella and Bella is too good for Edward. (laughs) Uh, At this point, I don't fucking know. (laughs) It's fair. I I love this, by the way. Edward got better and Jacob got worse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but this all sounds right. Yeah. Uh, eventually, Luke, you will accept that everyone in that series sucks. Oh, I'm well aware. <laughs> <laughs> like, the vampire parents are okay, and that's about it. I remember uh, when I watched these movies, I liked Alice because yes. she looked gay, and I was into that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Al- Alice is all right. Like, Alice is kind of a bad person, but in a fun way. Yeah. Uh, fucking Alice's vampire husband. His backstory is that he was a Confederate soldier. It is, yes, who got bit by a vampire like during the war, and like you could have given him any backstory you wanted to. Yeah, but she chose that one, and like it's important to his like backstory that he was a soldier. But you could have made him a soldier for the other side. Could have made him any soldier. <laughs> Didn't have to make him a slavery defender. I don't mm. know why you choose to. I I feel like there was a big um like pushback against like people who were too harsh on Twilight. Uh yeah. And I think that people were <coughs> in some ways too harsh on people who liked Twilight, especially yes. for uh, certain reasons. Uh-huh. Um, mainly that, like, oh, it's for girls, or you're a girl, and I will mock anything you like. I right. think the Twilight books aren't very good, but I also think there are thousands of not very good books, and there are some reasons why these ones got singled out. Yes. Uh, what sucks is that, like, Breaking Dawn, like, as, like, a piece of writing, like, she's gotten better as a writer. It's pretty well written, it's just the events of the story are fucking batshit. Yeah. Yes. It's like a a bad story told pretty well. Well, that doesn't even out. <laughs> nope. Nope. Um, Luke, thank you for the Twilight update. I deeply appreciate it. Um, You're welcome. I'm excited for you to finish that. I've never read right, any I'll... of these or watched any of these. Edward and Bella fucked so much they broke two different they beds. They broke beds. Yeah, they I heard did about do that, that. Well, okay. They only broke one bed. The other room, Edward bit a pillow so hard that it exploded. That, yes. Oh, man. Shout out. It's just... Good, good for it's you. them naked and, like, holding hands, and then it's smash cut to the next morning... Uh, where Bella is in so, like, uh, post-sex bliss that she doesn't realize she is coated head-to-toe in feathers, and she doesn't remember why that happened. (laughs) It's so great because the whole thing is that they can't have sex until they're married. Right. And then once they fucking go, 
they fucking go. Not only do they fucking go, she gets pregnant off of the first time they do it. Do you remember, do you know why that happens? Because like it's supposed to be that vampires in that universe don't have any fluid. Right. Do you, do you know why she got pregnant from that one? I guess I don't. Uh, cause he had never had sex up until that moment. No! (laughs) (laughs) You're telling me! (laughs) He had one in the chamber. (laughs) What? Ashley just explained to me how Edward was capable of impregnating Bella. Motherfucker! God damn it! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, uh, I'm mm. <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> See That's almost so stupid that I love it though <laughs> That part I'm fine with That means he's never jerked off that yeah He's no never, that, yeah that that suits his character yeah <laughs> yeah it does uh, he has been sitting on blue balls his entire <laughs> life yes that's that's his deal <laughs> he's just never been attracted to anybody until Bella <laughs> I'm so glad I got to share this I think Chelsea's upset that she didn't get to see it when I read it <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's not in the books I don't believe oh um. It's a uh, like it was something that she explained in an interview. Ah, uh. oh, dude, who? At- oh my god! I mean, you put you, listen. This is this is what we did with a lot of things. You know, you you uh, you make some rules, and then suddenly those rules get broken, and you have to go. Wait, how'd that happen? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Anyway. Anyway. I had questions about how they can even fuck, because he doesn't have blood. Yeah. And, like... Chelsea is uh, encouraging me to not ask questions about this, because you might spoil me on more things. Alright, fair enough. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. Um, Molly, what have you been up to? <laughs> uh, I finished Super Mario 64. Great. Um, that game is very good. Good game. Go figure. Uh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, and then I um, was like, well, I'm going to go play another game. So I booted up Super Mario Sunshine. Sure, yeah. Beat that. That game. That game's fucking good still. Hmm. It is. I just played it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Which are you calling better, I wonder? Um... It's hard to say. They they're almost the same game. They're they're very hmm. similar. Yeah, uh, I yes, I think they're very close to being the same game. Hmm. Um I think that um 64 is better because it just has a little bit less stuff in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not like not like because it's like better I I think they have like the same design doc. Like Mario does sure. all the same moves, yes. except you add a little water, yeah, uh, and you get to spray some stuff. And that part uh, is usually fine. I actually yeah. really like using like the hover mode on Flood. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, um, I just think the levels where you have to chase down Shadow Mario, 
uh, and spray him a little bit because uh, that's the seventh star in every level. Uh, is you have to chase him through the level and spray him right. probably about ten too many times. Um, it he's just got a little too much health. Uh, but otherwise, like the rest of that game, I love collecting red coins. Uh, I love doing jumping. That part's good. Um, I like when you spray the water at stuff. Um, yeah. I don't like the two levels where you have to complete the entire thing underwater. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's no good. Uh, my memory of Mario Sunshine is like the first two levels were an okay time. I was enjoying it. And then it just kind of slowly, the levels got worse as you went on. Like, I didn't like the amusement park very much, or the the hotel oh, the was like great. a war crime. The hotel's great! The hotel sucks ass! It's great. What's your problem? What's wrong with uh, the hotel? It's like the camera's all funky and the fucking slot machine thing. And then, it's not the problem with the hotel, but like, every level has at least one mission in it that's like, fuck this, with like... The watermelon contest or the pachinko the machine. The watermelon or... contest was bad. The pachinko machine at least is a standalone thing. Sure. It's one of the one it's one of the secrets yeah, where they yeah, take yeah. away flood. Those the levels where they take away flood are probably the worst levels, ironically enough. What's uh, so funny is I remember at the time the take them. was the levels where they take away flood are the good parts. No. I, I think that's wrong. Everyone was um, just like, oh, why do we have to have this stupid water backpack? I like these floodless levels. Give me more of these. It's because the water backpack's cool when it's not talking. Yeah, Mario. Yeah, I don't like that part. I li- I do like the part where I get to float or do the big rocket jump or when I get to jet across the water. That's all fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like running on water. Who doesn't? Yeah, yeah. everybody's red Naruto. God, man, I need to replay Sunset Overdrive. That's a game where you can run on water. Maybe I should try that sometime. I don't think I've played that one. It is not like... I'm trying to think of the right way to say it. It's not like a masterpiece of a game, but you have fun, cool yeah. moves, and it's bright and colorful. And yeah, when I you, think I've seen Ashley yeah, play it. When you shoot an enemy, they explode into like a comic book onomatopoeia. Like, Fuck I yeah. enjoy it. Yep. Yeah. yeah, there's a bit where like you have to swim to an island or whatever, and your character just says, like, Oh god, this is gonna take forever, and then just a text box comes up and says, Ah, you can run on water now. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it's it's got like enough funny writing and like enough cool things, and I really like the character creation. Yeah. Um that it got me through even though there are some parts that are unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh yeah, no one I'm not sure if it's possible to um Deliver the word awesome apocalypse in a way that doesn't uh, sound corny and eye-rolling, but I do know that none of the actors in that game figured out how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm playing Metroid Prime now, and Hell I yeah. think, think that game might be a fucking masterpiece. I think it might be pretty... Well, wait till you finish it. <laughs> okay. Uh, You're yeah, in all the I... good shit right now, and listen, it's not like you get, it gets bad ever, it gets worse, well, I'm though. In, I'm in the mines, and it's not great. No, I remember liking the mines. Uh, well, there's just too many guys, and my health goes down too fast. And, uh. like, I'm not even dying or anything. I'm just anxious. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> it just, I'm not dead. I just only have, like, one and a half tanks left out of, like, yeah, my yeah. ten. And I'm like, I don't know, guys. Yeah, I like yeah, the part yeah. where I wasn't getting hit like this. 
That makes sense. That's yeah. understandable. Yeah, and then um, what's the what's the other thing I was gonna say? Um, yeah, I just got the um, the ice beam, and yeah. I just got the the gravity suit. Uh, so water isn't completely miserable now. Yeah. Oh, I've been um, I've been I've been experiencing blaze ball. Yeah, you you've been in you got an on blaze ball, huh? Yeah, I I. I um will not here's here's my promise. I'm not going to okay. tweet about it that much because yeah. I think every person tweeting about it is the most obnoxious person on the internet. Sure, that's fair. Um it it's a cool thing. I like yeah. it. What I don't like is everybody who thinks sports aren't this. <laughs> this is if you're liking baseball and I get that it has weird shit in it. Yeah. But just like turn on a game of football and then like play Night Vale in the background. You're gonna get the same experience. Yeah, see, because here's the thing. I understand what you're saying, and I totally get that sports have like a narrative to them and you can get invested in like people's careers and stuff. I understand all of that. There aren't any forbidden books of arcane knowledge in the real baseball, though. Uh, and I yes, do there like are. that. Part. There's the unwritten rules of baseball. Okay. But come on now. The forbidden tome. <laughs> Nobody gets like Turned into like a cyborg in baseball. Nobody gets turned into a cyborg in baseball. Don't didn't do somebody, this. Didn't somebody get like a fucking like weird arm thing happen to them or something? I'm not. Yeah, they like, have it in on baseball. I'm just kind of getting it secondhand. Jessica Telephone has a special bat called the Dial Tone. Hmm, that's good. I thought I heard someone say that someone like literally has a pile driver arm now or something. Mm, don't think that's someone has true. an arm cannon. Maybe that's what I'm thinking oh, of. Yeah. yeah, that is true. Um, that it, it's a it's a thing where like that person can pitch better. Sure, like, I understand. Like yeah. I I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but also uh, this is just it's just sports, but it happens a little bit faster. I don't know. Sure. I'm annoyed because everybody will write off any kind of sport, but they're like, oh yeah, this is good actually. Right. I, just I I. I Again, I totally get what you're saying, and there are people that are shitty about sports. I'm mostly just bored by sports, and if there was more black magic and, uh, you know, rocket launchers, I might not be bored by it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Nonsense. It's nonsense. Like, if I go to a game, I'll pay attention, I'll have fun at the game, but, like, that does not translate to watching a game on TV. Sure. I, I as I told Molly, I have put in the work to be bored by baseball. Yeah. <laughs> I've gone to baseball games with Ashley. She doesn't like it. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, you cannot get me to stop looking at the field. <laughs> um. Yeah. It. Uh, I think baseball is a cool little thing. Um. I think that everybody will stop paying attention to it within the next four weeks. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. And it'll go by way of salty bet where it will just exist forever quietly. Right, right. Every now and then you'll check in and hear, wait, they're doing that in baseball now? Huh. You're like, huh. Um, I think it definitely has an advantage over stuff like salty bet because they are changing stuff every week. And yeah, like, yeah. Like, it also appears that there is a, like, ending condition. Or something. Yeah. yeah God only knows. Um... Yeah, I think the there's a thing like in their weird rules section um, that talks about like if one team wins three championships, uh, they 
Like ascend a, or something, some, right? Yeah, something ascends. And, you know, it's probably just that that team is eliminated from the game or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, baseball's miserable. I hope they shut down the league. It, the They had to field 18 Marlins. New, new, never have played the MLB before players because the Marlins all caught COVID. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's bad out there, team. Yeah, like, I my dad, who, he is a huge baseball fan who lives in Florida, so sadly, must be a fan of the Marlins on he can, some he level. He can be a fan of the Rays. He can watch a good base, er, uh, baseball team. Yeah, but that's farther. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he just sent me a uh, picture of... Barney the dinosaur dressed in a Marlins hat crying with beer around him. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts out to my dad. Shouts out to Ashley's dad. Um, let's talk about the prisoner because otherwise we're going to not talk about it uh, for this entire episode, which is probably like better, but we have, we have a pact and I mean, uh, this is probably like the f- best episode so far, right? Shut the fuck up. Um, I went into this episode where I was like, okay, I'm ready to watch this. I know everyone like does not like this episode. I'm ready to be the one with the wild take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like five minutes in, I'm just like, mmm. <laughs> Here's the thing. We've, Luke, you talked about it, how Patrick uh, McGowan was not here to film uh, for this part. And that's a shame um, because there's just nobody as good as him. Yeah, at least not this guy. <laughs> Definitely not this guy. Yeah, I feel like they could have gotten an actor who somewhat embodied uh, Patrick McGowan's uh, inherent charisma. Yeah. Or had any this charisma. Is, yeah, this guy is not it. I Yeah, with actors, I think the number one thing you want to do is make sure they're charismatic. Yeah, yeah. Um, like even if they are acting, like, ha- playing a character who has no charisma. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My, uh, this is episode 13, uh, Do Not Forsake Me, Oh My Darling. Uh, which we were saying before the podcast, great title for an episode. I'm mad it's wasted here. Yeah, yeah, it's a good title. It's a great title. Um, so, uh, somebody named The Colonel comes in and, uh, he is on, he's in the village. Um, he comes in by helicopter and he meets with number two. Um, number two is just watching number six on his screen, and this is all, like, B-roll footage of him, like, walking around the house and stuff. Um, my, the weirdest part of it, I know this is, this is a weird episode, like, total, but the weirdest part of this episode is the shots where it's clearly not even their stand-in. Uh-huh. Where it's not even the colonel. Yeah. Like, there's, there's, like, multiple shots of, like, a zoomed-out number two talking to... Uh, the the colonel, and it's not the same guy. Like, very clearly not the same guy. And obviously, you know, like we said, black and white TV, this is not supposed to be seen, like, in high def or whatever. Right, right. It's just really weird that they had to do this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're, um, the premise of this episode is that number two is going to swap, uh, number six into the colonel's body. And he's right. not going to tell the colonel this. 
Uh, oh no, he does. I'm sorry. He does tell the colonel this. That's like this whole opening scene. I forgot. Um, I was thinking about the end where he's like, "Was I useful?" Right. Uh, right. He, he is. He is rather vague, though. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely got the impression that the colonel was getting this tour of like, look at all this fucked up stuff we can do. Anyway, why don't you uh, look over there real quick? What do you think about body swapping? Yeah. No reason. No reason. I'm just curious. Um, they talk about a Dr. Seltzman who is uh, studying thought transference. Yes. Um, and he the, the end result is he has figured out how to swap the minds of two people into each other's bodies. And it's not perfect. Uh, and they... I don't know if they mentioned it here, but there's no reversal process yet. Right. Um, which is stupid because you just put the same two people in the machine and then you do it again. And that should pretty much take care of it, I feel like. But, you know, there's yeah. something else going here. They never try to justify why that wouldn't work. Yeah, no, they just don't talk about that when it's like the clearest option on the table. Um. Anyway, uh, Six was the last person to talk to Dr. Seltzman. He's been off the map for about a year now. Right. Um, and they want to find him because they want him to complete his research. So uh, I feel like mistake does. number one of this fucking episode is to have this plot about, like, ooh, this scientist with a new invention somewhere out in the world. It's such a stock spy story thing that, like, even if it was Patrick McGowan in this episode, it would feel like, well, this is kind of rote and cliche for the prisoner. They're usually yeah. more inventive than this. Yeah. Um, but then at least I'd get to see Patrick McGowan do stuff. Um, but, uh, so they, um, discuss the uses of this, like, technology about how, you know, they could, if, if they had the swapping back and forth tech, um, they could break the security of any nation, truly, um, by stealing people's spies, like, oh, you know that every nation has some other nation's spies in prison. Two gives, um, the colonel, uh, you know, a grand tour of, like, the, um, the labs and like we see some dudes go into Six's place and I steal like a man. That when the colonel first shows up, he's like, "Oh, let's look at this number six footage. What do you make of this man?" For some reason, the only footage they have of him is number six just pacing in his living room eating cookies. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> um. Then Six gets kidnapped out of his home. Um. And we see him brought over to the um, hospital lab. Um, also, uh, one, the colonel is like, yeah, he looks dumb as shit. And number two yeah. is like, well, you're wrong. He's Any smart idiot that would shit. pace around eating cookies isn't very smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, yeah, they. it is all obviously a double with this taking number six out. Yeah, I don't think these uh, military police guys would have stood a chance if Patrick McGowan was here to fight them. No, no. Absolutely not. And yeah, like there's also like the weird bit where like he's taken to like the Jeep and he goes from like fighting and like struggling to like just like being like, Alright, I'm I'm asleep now. I'm I'm sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Um So um we see um a demonstration of the body swap machine and then um the colonel who is now number six, wake up in number six's um, apartment in London. Uh, uh, now we get to, like, mistake number three of this episode, which 
is this long POV shot where he's looking around his bedroom and Patrick McGowan is doing a voiceover for, like, his thoughts. Ah, uh, like, yes, here are my things. Here is a picture I took of my fiance. It is literally that. I hope she likes this. Hmm, let me see what I have on my itinerary today. Ooh, dentist. You, you can nope. almost hear him turn over the script page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll have to cancel that because of Sir Charles' lunches. Hmm. Um, um, yeah, so I, he walks out of his room and sees that he is not in his body. Yes. Yeah, I, I will say we did go past one of the only things I liked about this episode, which is, like, the montage of... Oh, has that already happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did that already happen? What the fuck? How did I, I miss it? I thought the montage happened when he looked in the mirror, but yeah, it's, uh... Oh, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, yeah, because he sees that he's not himself, and then it's just... It's just a montage of older episodes with number two doing a voiceover... This is the scene more than any others where, like, okay, this episode sucks. It's not good. If you did an episode about, like, oh, he's been stuck in the village for however, for a year or whatever. Oh, and now he's back, but, like, his memories are gone and he's not the person he used to be anymore. There's something there that you could tell a good story with. Of, like, oh, Jesus Christ, like, I'm just, I'm not me anymore. Why? I don't know. You could make a good episode out of that premise. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> they didn't, but they could have. They really didn't. They did the opposite of that. They said, what if we did this and also it sucked ass? Yeah. Because, like, um, I guess so this is quick. just footage of old episodes just set to sad music, but, like, I don't know. There's something about it that I find a little bit emotionally affecting of just, like, all of this, like, struggle he's gone through and now it's just, like, gone. And I don't know, there's something There's something to it. And that's yeah. going to be the last time I have a feeling for the next 40 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, this guy um, goes to his front door. His fiance is there. By the way, he has a fiance. This episode's not canon. No, this episode <laughs> is not canon. I reject it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm rejecting this episode. This episode I told not y'all uh, after we finished recording last week that... You know, obviously you've rejected the fan viewing order uh, pretty heavily, um, but the fan viewing order for this episode is to skip it. Yeah, that's uh, that's fine. That's <laughs> the all first well time good. you've agreed with it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but also still fuck the <laughs> fuck all that. <laughs> I think I think you should just watch all the episodes of the show. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. yeah. That's just how I feel. I will say, however, him. Having a fiance but never mentioning her is very six. Yeah, my thought yes. process was a little bit of like, they can't just tell us he has a fiance all of a sudden. It would have come up. Ah, fuck, no, it wouldn't have. He wouldn't have never mentioned her. Yeah, he um, never. But also, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Yeah, like it. He it just exudes bachelor. Yeah. Yes. No one could tolerate six long enough to get engaged with him. No. no, no, he is a miserable man. Yeah. Great lay. I would never talk to him for more than twenty minutes. Right. <laughs> um. Anyway, um, he has this conversation with her where she reveals that it's been a year since he's been here. Um. It, it's been a full year since the last time he saw her. Um. I'd imagine he probably you can lose track of time in the village. Is my yeah. guess. My guess is they don't give you a fucking calendar. Um, yeah, but 
Yeah, he's like, oh, fuck, I lost a year. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, well, um, because also they erased his memory, so he thinks that he just, like, went to sleep. Like, he thinks this is the morning of the day he got kidnapped. Is that what happened? Yeah, because remember when he's giving the colonel the tour, he's like, oh, here's our memory erasing room. You can, we can torture you for information and then erase your memory of the torture. Oh, see, because I saw that, I was like, that guy doesn't look like Patrick McGowan and just wrote it off. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I also did not pick up on that. No. If that was the intention. That's why when he wakes up, he's like, ah, what am I doing today? The dentist? No. Like, that's why he's not like, holy shit, I'm home. Yeah, that makes sense now that you say it, but it was not clear to me. <laughs> it was absolutely not clear to me. Um, so, um, Sir Charles is, you know, we're talking about some photos that he had picked up. We forgot to do this because the opening is weird this week. Yeah. Um, there's a cold open where there's some just British men looking at photos um, that Six took at some point. Yeah. Um, to try and locate uh, Dr. Seltzman. Um, but anyway, we, let's, let's, we're going to go back to where we were. Um, his fiance goes to, uh, her dad because he works for her or no, he works for him. Um, and she's like, Hey, what'd you do with my fiance? He's like, I can't tell you. It is Uh, so awkward that they still can't break the rule of never saying his real name. Yeah. Like this is the episode where like, it's already like kind of run into problems before. Yeah. But with this one, it's just like, oh man, you can't, like, you need to do this like better. You need to like either have not done this episode or do it a different way. Yeah, or you yeah. have to write it correctly. Like Pris, um, Pris was posting that like not only is this just like a bad premise, it is also just poorly written. Yeah, yeah. It's it's easily easily the worst writing in the in the series so far. Which I would have to double check credits. I'm pretty sure Patrick McGowan also writes and directs most of the episodes. So that makes sense. He didn't direct this one, well, obviously right, exactly. because That's he wasn't here. But yeah, my my guess is he also didn't write this one. Right, he was busy on his dumb yeah, movie. He was busy on his dumb. What movie was he filming? Ice Station Zebra. Oh, I bet that whipped. <laughs> Should we watch it as a bonus episode? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I I do want to rent that movie just to watch it. Because yeah. also, I just want more Patrick Gooin in my life. Yeah. yeah I want more yeah. of that goo. Okay. All right. I was I was going to like join you on this bit, but then yeah. I, I just can't. I can't. Yeah, um, no, that's They fair. do. They try and do the, the shot from the opening where six barges into this man's office and they do it with this guy and he is so swaggerless that it just looks stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And it, it is infuriating because I think that is one of the best shots and that you just can't have this guy do that because he sucks. I'm sorry, these shoes were too big for you, sir. Yeah, like, it doesn't really even feel like he's trying to do a Patrick McGowan impression. He's not. He's Which just... You- yeah. You have to do that for the body swap idea to work. Yeah, he's not, he has no mannerisms. They do a thing where they're like, oh, my handwriting is still the same. Isn't that funny? Ha ha. And, um, like, the thing with, the, like, the prisoner as a series is that it was, this character is made to be played by one person and one person only, and that is the person who created it. Right. Uh-huh. And... 
so yeah, like Sully having them played by another person, even if he did mannerisms and stuff, like it would still come off as inauthentic. It would, but I think if someone was doing a better impression, that like level of inauthenticity might actually work in the sense that like it's in the same way that fucking uh, Schizoid Man works. Like, oh, it's creepy that I'm not the person that I know I am. But that works because it's two Patrick McGowans. No, I understand that. I, <laughs> listen, I, I understand. I'm just saying, I think there is a version of this. I don't know if it'd be a good episode or one of the best episodes. I think it would be a not bad episode if they had a better actor and a better script. You know what the thing is, is this episode works much better if when he's alone, he looks like Patrick McGowan. And when he's around other people, he looks like this. I think this episode would also work a lot better if he was still in the village for it so that you have everything else the same to, like, ground yourself. But they've already done, yeah. But they already did that that plot. Yeah, at that point, that is just Schizoid Man. That is just Schizoid. I guess what I'm saying is that they should have written Schizoid Man instead of this. (laughs) Well, Luke, good news, they did. Hey, (laughs) they did that once. You can just watch Schizoid Man here again instead. Hell yeah, let's do that. Let's just cover that episode again. I just feel like even the like camera work in this episode is different in a bad way. Yeah. It feels like a different TV show altogether. Yeah, it's just completely disconnected. I don't like like it. It's a different kind of plot than this show normally has. None of the actors that we like are around. The butler's in, like, one shot of one scene. Fuck's sake! Specifically, like, the moment when that hit, like, really, like, clear to me, like, the difference in camera work is when you have the shot of him driving through the Alps. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was... That, if you remember, Ashley, you may have heard me and Pris crack up laughing. It's because green screen technology from the 60s is incredible. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, but, I don't even know if that, I don't think that was technically green screen. I think it was back projection. Oh, you know what I mean, though. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about filming stuff. Um. Anyway, he breaks into his boss's office the way he does in the intro, but it sucks. Yeah, he demands to be seen. He eventually is seen. He talks. Uh, you're to- still as pompous as ever, Danvers. This sucks. Danvers. Um, he argues with Sir Charles some, and Sir Charles is like, um, "Okay, so the guy you say you th- you are was a spy. So you telling me information about him only proves that you got to him, not that you are him. Right. So I don't know what you're doing here, trying to convince me of this. Yeah." Um, and that's, that's the whole thing. Like, um, he, he can't prove to his old boss that he is really who he really is. They have him tailed for the rest of the episode. Hey, you Um, know what? Uh, this episode, uh, this is damning with very faint praise, but this episode needs the points where he can get it. I like the weird elevator with no door on it that they go up. (laughs) Oh, that, uh, the Paternoster elevator. Okay. That's the thing. It's. Oh. Well. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did a good job deciding to put it in an episode of The Prisoner. It's probably just super dangerous. Yeah, it doesn't it, seem like a good idea. The thing is that they are always moving. It's uh, like that Katamari thing we talked about. It's what? that as an elevator. <laughs> that's that's the worst thing I've ever heard. Huh. How do you... What happens if someone doesn't get off at the top? 
Um, they are made in a way so that they never, like, turn upside down. Oh, I see, I see. It kind of, like, it rotates as it oh, rotates, so it... okay. okay. Weird. Weird. I, I still don't like it. No, that's fair. Yeah, this seems like a bad idea. Also, they are always constantly moving. Yeah, that sucks. And they're called Paternoster because they uh, are supposed to look like rosary beads. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, this looks like a good way to lose a limb. Yeah. Yes. Looks like an excellent way to lose a limb. Um. Anyway, he is tailed back to his apartment. Um, and the same guy who gassed him from before is there. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, you know, he's just following him, chilling, vibing. Um, he goes and gets some money out of a safe he had hidden behind his television. Mm. Okay, this actor is doing a bad job, but yes. he's not being helped by the fact that he's, like, trying to act with his face and his eyes to, like, show what he's thinking. And I guess Patrick McGowan decided that wasn't clear enough, so he has to fucking narrate every thought he has. Yes. Like, ah, oh, I wonder, let's see, do I have the same handwriting I used to? Ah, would you look at that? Now let's see if I have some money in the safe. Ooh, if the rats haven't gotten to it. Oh, <laughs> Yes, yes, that's extremely, extremely the sucks so bad. Sucks ass. Um, so, uh, he gets the money out of the safe, and then he goes, oh, yeah, I have a birthday party to go to tonight with my fiance. Um, and he goes, and he finds her, and they have this conversation where he's like, listen, I, listen, you know who I am. It's me, it's your boy. Uh, they end up kissing in the garden, um, and he had given her a piece of paper for safekeeping, uh, which is a receipt uh, to a photography development place that he wants to go pick up the uh, photos from, um, which are the photos that they were looking at in the opening we talked about. Yeah. Um, so they make out for a minute, and then she's like, damn, I don't know if that's really you or not. That's fucked up. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that. Anyway, here, take this, take this paper. Get away from me. <laughs> We're, like, blazing through this, but also, who fucking cares? <laughs> That's basically how I feel, because there's not a lot going on here. Like, all of these scenes take you know, forever to get through. They, this is, not only is it poorly written, it is stretched as far as it can be for time. Yeah. And, like, the prisoner will do scenes where it's like, oh, this is a very long scene of, like, Patrick McGowan writing fucking latitude and longitude notes on the back of a newspaper on his raft. But, like, Patrick McGowan's a good actor, and he's kind of, like, <laughs> captivating while owned. he's doing that. Yes. Yes. And, um, yeah. I'm sorry to whoever this is, by the way. Sorry that we're just absolutely just <laughs> roasting you. Yeah. It's okay, he's dead. <laughs> Alright, well, rip to him. Um, so, uh, His name is you know, Nigel he... Stock. Sorry, Nigel. Stock is right, am I right? Hey, he's got, a fun, he's got a fun beard in his Amazon X-ray picture. He does. Um, so he goes to get the film out. Uh, for or the the guy at the store goes to get the film out, and he's like, um, yeah, we accidentally uh gave these films out to somebody once, um, in mis- as a mistake, and uh, yeah, we um we forgot to buy white out to get rid of the part where they actually signed for it and now I know you're very suspicious of what just happened but you know it's it's normal it's okay 
Yeah, like, this is the, like, big tension where, like, uh, number six realizes that someone else has taken this out and was maybe looking for the secrets. Yeah. Right. But we don't but know what the secrets are. It's just also, like, it just it just doesn't work. And maybe it's because everything around it doesn't work. Yeah. But Or, like, maybe it's the actor. Maybe it's all of those things. Um, but, yeah, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so he, um, goes back to his apartment, and he, um, goes through the photos, and, um, the guy tailing Six, uh, calls Sir Charles and is like, yeah, he went and picked up those photos, and Sir Charles goes, okay, yep, so we definitely missed something, and the answer is definitely in those photos, we just couldn't find it, so it's time to figure it out. Um, so... Um, we see, here's the funniest part, is they use footage of Patrick McGowan riding through London in this car, in this scene. <laughs> Do they? Uh-huh. I didn't notice. Yes, and it's just, it's just an episode, the episode that could have been is right there in front of us this whole time. <laughs> like, um, here, I'll show you. Yeah, this I is... Just, like, I... <sighs> Forget all the body swapping shit. What if this episode? And obviously, they can't do this because the whole point is that Patrick McGowan's not here. But what if you had an episode that was just uh, number six wakes up back home with his memory erased and no one knows where he's been for a year and he doesn't know that he's been gone for a year? That sounds like an okay episode. That sounds like a better episode. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to convince the entire world that a year had changed, but right. Yeah. Um. So um, he goes back to his place. He puts the curtains down. He he sets up his photo projector, um, which we all have at home. Uh, yeah, and yeah, he, I, I I'm just going to assume that either one, it's a thing that was more common when like big TVs were a thing, and like you right. would show like your vacation slides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, he goes inside and he writes out the letters to Seltzman um, on a piece of paper and then he counts out the letters of the alphabet for four of the letters um, and it's like okay so we have 26 pictures here um, so I need picture number 5 picture number 11 etc etc um, and doing this he crams all of the photos into the projector at the same time and it reveals the name of a town and there's a man in the photo. Yeah. Um, it's it's somewhere in Austria. The, um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, fucking sure. Whatever. This takes forever! Uh-huh. He's and gotta put on his so special glasses. It, like, they take so long on it, and I still don't get it. Like, why is it those four letters that have the code yeah, in them? Yeah, they don't explain it. They don't try to explain it. <laughs> Yeah, like, somehow they take forever and still leave you not understanding it. I, yep. I do love number six counting on his hands. Like <laughs> He has to count to five on his fucking fingers. To be fair, I would probably have trouble keeping track of the letters of the alphabet and numbers in my brain at the same time. I don't know Once if it would work Once you get up to, me. like, T, sure, but for E... Yeah, that's what... Oh, well, yes, three, obviously stupid. Um, but, like, it's... I think the numbers are, like, 20, 14, 13... Like, right. that's enough where I would be like, yeah, I should probably count this out. Sure, or write sure, down sure. a cipher. Um, so he looks up the city in Austria. It's a big one. And uh, we just head out that way. Let's uh, let's have a fun car ride, everybody. We're going to get <laughs> on a ferry. I'm going to take a boat across the ocean. Yeah, we see number six's vacation slides, like I just mentioned. Uh-huh. 
I would rather watch the episode where he's just driving around the countryside doing nothing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, would, I would rather just watch the stock footage of him driving to Austria <laughs> Patrick, than I would the rest of this episode. Mm. Now, here's what they should have done. Patrick McGowan should have just gotten a home video camera and brought it with him to the set of Ice Station Zebra and just yes. filmed shit while he's in his trailer. Absolutely. <laughs> and they just cut that in with whatever the TV crew's doing. That would have been way better. <laughs> and somehow mm-hmm. figure out a fucking story out of that. Um, so This he, uh... week, number six is trapped inside a Hollywood trailer. <laughs> Um, so, um, he, uh, he sees, he, he goes to a, um, cafe, shows the guy at the cafe a picture of the guy he's looking for, and he's like, oh, yes, sir, he's over at the barber. He's the, he's the village barber, sir. Yeah, Um, they, they had a moment where, uh, like, when he sits down, the guy goes, welcome to the village, and I thought they were gonna, like, do a thing where he, like, freaks out for a second, but Uh no. Yeah, yeah, um, it's it's nothing. So he has a meeting with the barber, who is the professor, um, and he's like, "How do I know you're you? You can't prove to me that you're actually six. Um, and he's like, "Well, I guess the only way I could do that is if you had kept the letter I had written to you last year. But there's no way you would have done that." And he's like, "Yeah, you think I'm stupid? You think I'm some stupid idiot who keeps letters from spies?" And Six is like, damn, I guess I can't prove it to you. And he's like, yes, I am an idiot who keeps letters from spies, so I think we can prove this, actually. What you failed to consider is that I am an old himbo. Old men can be himbos, too, sometimes. (laughs) Number six. Number six. Uh, Anyway, even though we covered that in, like, 20 like, not even 20 seconds. (gasps) Oh, it takes for fucking ever. Yeah, it takes so long. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the professor's like, oh, god damn it, you got body swapped, fuck, shit, and then- I, I know I shouldn't have, they, they kind of imply that, like, oh, he, he does his body swapping for good reasons, but- <laughs> Right, but you never suggest what those good reasons might be. Fucking- uh, and- Yeah. <laughs> yeah, also, is it just me, or do, are they kind of implying he used to be a Nazi scientist? It feels like this man was a Nazi scientist. I know he's in Austria and not Germany, but he's very clearly German. I kind of just assumed that it's Albert Einstein, but without the hair. <laughs> he what could a, be Einstein. Like, he, like, Albert Einstein was just the template for scientists forever, you know? Yeah, that's fair. This guy just feels like a Nazi is all. <laughs> I just feel like this guy's a Nazi. Yeah, I mean, I listen, it's not he's impossible. Got- He's got I mean, bad vibes. He's either an Albert Einstein or a Warner Von Braun. Uh-huh. And that's, like, that's not what you want to be when no. you're describing a character. No. Anyway, um, so, um, they get kidnapped back to the village after a fight. Um, somebody just comes in and gasses all of them. <laughs> um... And uh, they go back to the village. They confront number two. Number two is like, all right, you're going to show us how to do the body swap thing again because we swapped your friend out. And he's like, uh, what if I just let him be like this forever, dipshit? Uh, and they're like, oh, well, uh, I didn't think about that. And he's like, oh, don't worry. I'm very stupid. So I will do this for you. Um, yeah. You just have to uh, you just have to not be in the room. The, the scientist at one point does go, 
like to number six. He's like, well, if I feel like you should just accept that this is you now. Yeah. And six is like, bro. <laughs> and he's Come like, oh, all right. Um. So yeah, they get gas to go back to the village. All that happens. Um. And uh, Seltzman says, yeah. Listen, if you, um, if you agree to my terms, my only term is you can't watch. <laughs> Uh, then, uh, yeah, we will, I'll, I'll undo it. Uh, then he, then they're like, watch him. They're like, yeah, we're going to watch him the whole time. And he's like, yeah, I know. Um, (laughs) but to do this, he puts them back in the machine, the same Uh fucking machine. But this time he puts a thing on his head. Yeah. Um, and he secretly swaps all three of them. Uh Um, And he, he puts the colonel in his own old man body. Yeah. And they let the colonel body leave with the professor in it without knowing that it was him. And then six wakes up and goes, ha ha, got you. Yeah. Like, yeah, the only time Patrick McGowan talks in this entire episode is to this last section. Yep. And it is like, I have been drowning and finally had a, a hint of air. Yeah. Yes. Somebody handed me a cup of water in the desert. And it yeah. was really hot water, but it was water. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the professor stole the colonel's body and got yes. away. And he's like, oh, he's, he's in that helicopter now, and you'll never find him. Even you, though that is your helicopter, we know you can pilot back to this village. Uh, no, that's not, no. <laughs> and you'll be dropping him off, so, you know, you'll know where you left him. Right. Also, we've had, like, multiple episodes that have made it explicit that, like, the village isn't just a place, it's, like, an ideology, and it's the whole world, and you can never escape the village, really. Yeah, and especially all the times, it's very, it's still very weird that I only go to my people every time I... Every fucking time. This time he had his memory erased, so I don't blame him, but... Well, they didn't... Yeah, he they dropped him there, to be right. fair. Yeah. They erased his memory, yeah. dropped him there, and immediately had him confront his fiance. So, right. yeah, he did I go to also, his boss, who is his uh, yeah. father-in-law. Do you, okay, now his fiance came over to that house, uh, and is like, oh, wow, someone's here, that's unusual. Is he here? Is my fiance here? Do you think she ever talked to Mrs. Butterworth? <gasps> oh, man. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, no, that's something I want. Ashley now furiously shipping this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, uh, I mean, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I remember when I was reading Homestuck, Luke made it like so, like, Ashley, you'll just ship two, like, any two women together if you, like, are given, like, a hint of rope. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. And I was like, what? No. And then right. you, you managed to get me into the idea of Snowman and Nana. Uh-huh. <sighs> Snowman is so cold and has been so alone for so long, and you know what? Nana makes her laugh. First person to ever do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not gonna work here. Uh, so the end of the episode is um, the professor's body giving out with the colonel inside um, and the helicopter leaving and Patrick Magoon wakes up and goes, ha ha, ha ha, 
Haha, <laughs> <laughs> loser. Stupid. Yeah. Uh, yep, and then that's the end. Also, this number two has no charisma either. No, he's not good. He's he's that's... okay during that voiceover of the montage, and that's it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, just a bad episode all around. And, like, again, they were working with a real disadvantage with Patrick McGowan not being there. But that's not the only problem with this episode. No. Like, they might have been able to salvage it if that was the only thing they had against them. Yeah. But, they yeah, they put up their own obstacles. Yeah. It's, yeah. The, yeah. Am I... Uh, <sighs> Is this is this body swapping thing weirder than all the other sci-fi shit in this show, or is that me? It definitely seems more of a reach than some it of the other more stuff. It's more fantastical than a lot of the other stuff. Well, because the episode before this, they do something that would be, uh huh, like something as fantastical, but then they go, but it was a joke. It we didn't actually do that to him. We just made him yeah. think we did that to him. And also, and like, there's the, like a level to it, right? And also, like the laser part of that was like. Uh, fanciful, but, like, lobotomies are a real thing. Yes. Yeah, and, like, they uh, like, went into, like, specifics, like, uh, like, oh, this is how we do it, and, like, it's a bunch of, like, techno mumbo-jumbo bullshit, but, like, right. it's more than, uh, he's like, oh, yes, he developed it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, like, the last time and we talked about a, uh, like, about him getting turned into a different person... It was because they drugged him and electrocuted his right hand until he became left-handed. Yeah, and then, like, gave him makeup so that he looked different for right. a bit. Um, but, like, so yeah, that, and, like, I, I wonder if this is another, like, of the time thing, because, you know, the one line they say to kind of wave it, like, hand wave it, is that, like, oh, if you... If I told you, like, ten years ago, like, there'd be a rocket, you know, on the moon, would you believe me? Yeah. And, like, maybe it was a thing where they were just, like, so, like, man, fucking anything can happen right now. Yeah, this just feels much, like, pulpier and fantastical than most of the, like, science fiction stuff. Or even, like, when it gets really weird, it's stuff like Rover, where it's so weird that it almost, like, turns into, like, a surreal thing instead of just, like... Uh, the plot of a bad sci-fi novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Bad, bad episode. Bad ep. That's pretty the, much it. Are, yeah. This is the only bad episode, right? At least so far? So far, I would say it's the only outright bad episode. Yeah. Because, like, me and I, like, Ashley, are you... I don't think you'd call the It's Your Funeral episode bad, would you? Just kind of... Yeah, yeah. This is the only one that, like, I would not ever watch again. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Uh, we do have questions. Yeah. yeah, let's get some questions. Uh, I asked people to, uh, give us questions about body swapping, secret fiancés, and bad eps of good shows. Mm-hmm. Um, not really hiding the fact that we did not like this one. <laughs> no. Nope. Um... From at Crass Pants, why did the why does the prisoner hate setting episodes in the village? Great question. <laughs> Excellent question. It sets most of them there. Yeah, I think it just they're like they decided to, uh, like change like they like to change it up some a bit, and 
most of the time I think it's been successful. Yeah. Just not this time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Many Happy Returns was one of our favorites. Yes. And Chimes of Big Ben. Yeah. Big Billy, thank you. But Although technically, yeah, Big Billy. That one did never technically leave the village, really. I mean, they did for a bit. They, like, went across a lake and then drove in a circle on a truck. Yeah. From at J, uh... S. Baker 73 how long do you hang on to watching a show you, when you haven't liked an episode in a while? Never? Hmm. What? No. Like, if, well, it, like, if like, it has a... Like, if you like a show, and then, like, ooh, that's a bad app, and then, like, the next step is bad, how many bad apps in a row does it take to, like, knock you off of it? Like, three. Yeah. 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 Um, it, I mostly, like, binge, like, I don't watch shows week to week anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I very rarely watch stuff, like, as it's airing. Just because, like, I don't have cable, and yeah. so... Yeah. Like, the last show I walked on, I watched, like, on a week-to-week basis was, like, The Mandalorian. Uh-huh. Uh, and... I liked most of those episodes, so... Right, right. Mando. Mando. <laughs> Uh, from at Rush of Nowhere, uh, I can't believe Marathon got to write an episode of The Prisoner. What <laughs> thinly veiled fetish are you expecting the next number two plot to be? <laughs> well, let's see. What fetishes can you do on a 60s TV budget? A lot. Not well, yeah. but a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. I'm calling, I'm calling latex. We're just going straight there. I mean, Rover's already there. What if Rover just became a lady? <laughs> oh. Oh. Hot girl Rover. <laughs> Uh, I think we've already searched for Rover Gaijinka on this show before, haven't we? Yes, it did yeah, not work it, out. It resulted in someone saying that it's Doc Scratch. Right, 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 which is true. Which is true. Um, I, I am just remembering that like one of the first movies to ever get made is about a woman t- like taking a magic pill that transforms her into a guy. Great. <laughs> uh, it's also incredibly racist. Well, yeah. yeah, of course it is. It doesn't surprise me one bit. Yeah. We've always uh. been here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, latex. I'll go with Molly's. But yeah. Actually, bondage. <laughs> yeah. There's just yeah. going to be like a, a lot of number six tied up. <laughs> Femdom prisoner <laughs> episode. God. Yeah. That's that. It's going to be the last female number two, and she's a femdom. Yep. You got it. You guessed it right. Yes. Or uh, a lady just keeps on asking for more credits, and it's a fin dom. From at Pitmon, do you think if the village had even a bit of patience, they could have gotten six on board, or was this all inevitable? I, I think the second he woke up on the island, he was... Yeah. Yeah. I, the second you kidnap this guy, he's like, fuck you. I'm never talking to you. Fuck mm-hmm. off. Right. There's one or two where, like, their plan would have worked, but they fucked up. Like, Chimes of Big Ben is one of those. Yes. Yeah, but, like, if they had just, like, let him exist for a bit and then, like, went in or, like, asked him. Yeah. He was never going to give this up without a fight. Right, right. From at uh, S-City Dreamer. Would you call this the Great Divide of the Prisoner? <laughs> yeah, 
sure. Yeah. Is that um, that Avatar episode? Yeah. Yeah, it's the, it's the only one you've seen. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. In that Great divide. Sure. Better episode of TV than this. Yes. Woof. Yeah, I'll stand by it. Yeah. 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 Fun. No. You're probably right. I don't know. I would watch The Great Divide before I watch this again. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Uh, yeah. Any more? Nope, that's it. All right. Uh, Luke, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find me on AudioEntropy.com doing other podcasts. Mainly right now, that is Eidolon Playtest, an actual play podcast where I GM two different campaigns. Uh, releasing on alternating weeks in order to playtest Eidolon, Become Your Best Self, an RPG that me and Molly have made together. Uh, it's a good podcast. It's a good fucking podcast is the thing about yeah, it. it is. Uh, the episode, by the time you listen to this, the episode to just come out on the free feed, Pop 9, is one of uh, my favorites that we've done so far. It's fucking great. You should listen to it. It's good. And then you should go to patreon.com slash playtest and subscribe to it. Yeah, you can't yes. get it without going there. Well, I guess if you're when you're hearing this, you'll be able to hear it for free. But right, then yeah, yeah. you go listen to Rock Nine, which is also very good. It's also very good. Um, also, we are tentatively trying to do Let's Plays more often. One of those will be out by the time you're listening to this. Nice. We placed five games and also ten fast food chains. <laughs> now, were the fast food chains on the video games list? No, no, no. A separate unrelated ah, list. Ah, fuck. <laughs> I, I really love the secondary Let's Plays list. Yeah. Uh, we rated, we ranked Sneak King, and that necessitated ranking fast food establishments. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of course. Ne- ne- yes, necessitated is the right word. If I remember right, right now, number one is uh, Popeyes, and number ten, the lowest, is Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Yeah, sounds sounds good. I mean, chicken fillet. Don't tell anybody I said this. Huh. It yeah. tastes pretty good. I mean, it tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like there are games on the Let's Plays list that like play well, but like have such. Yeah. <laughs> um. Right. Like we have a Call of Duty game right near the bottom for no other reason than fucking Kevin Spacey's in it. Yeah, that's true. Medal of Honor Warfighter. Yeah. Maybe we should actually rank that game up for doing war crimes yeah, against I've been America. About that. <laughs> Maybe we need to reverse that decision because we were like, "Wow, this game did treason. That's bad." But actually, actually, that's praxis. Actually, that's praxis. <laughs> Medal of Honor Warfighter, the only anti-imperialist uh, war oh, game. Oh, that's no. You're too far. Too far. Too far. <laughs> it's just, it is just anti-American. <laughs> there is a gulf you're crossing. <laughs> yeah i know listen i know anyway uh yeah great luke thank you uh i yeah patreon.com slash i on pay uh play test um, give them money give the, give us money ashley where can we find you on the internet you can find me at your librarian with an underscore on twitter and a dash on tumblr and you can also find me at patreon.com slash ashley lee minor give, give ashley your ashley fucking, fucking money money um, you can find me on Twitter, uh, your friend Molly with the Y-E-R. You can find me at AudioRNGP.com. You can find me at uh, INeedMail.com. You can find me over on Journal Updated, um, where Hell we yeah. just, uh, we, our episode on Mass Effect 2 is out, and it's made some folks a little upset with me. Uh, but you know what? That's okay. I'm having a good time. Um, bad game. 
Bad game. I feel like before that episode came out, you were really worried about how that episode was going to be received, and then as soon as people actually responded to it negatively, you've gone full on, yeah, fuck you, it's great. Um, well, here's the here's the thing. I want my friends to like it. Sure. I love it when my enemies hate the things I do. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that That's the good shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a little insight into Molly. Um, you can also find me at patreon.com slash Molly Reinbeck. Um, you can go to audiorenchp.com. You have that little donate button up there in the upper right hand corner. Give us a little bit of money for the website. Keep it hosted. Uh, help Lexi out with that. Um, where, you know, we all got to keep this thing online or else you're not going to get any more prisoner podcasts. So, uh, so think about that. Um, and you can leave us a review, tell your friends about us, all that other good stuff. I don't really have much else to talk about. Uh, this episode actually ended up being as long as a normal one, but I think that yeah. is because we added an extra 15 minutes of bullshit. <laughs> um, Ashley, you want to get us out of here? No, oh, she Luke, doesn't. Tell us about the next episode. <laughs> I, right. I remembered before. Our next episode is the Prisoner episode 14, Living in Harmony. Number six finds himself in the middle of a Wild West version of his imprisonment. Oh my god. I'm, they might be running out of ideas on this show. <laughs> They're so close to the end. Yeah. We're so close. It's we're, one we're of like, those what, things four? where anytime a show has a short run like this, you're like, oh, I wish there was more. I'm not, listen, I don't even remember if Living in Harmony is good or bad, but I do think it might be indicative that they didn't have many more ideas than 17. <laughs> Yeah, I I just know that someone has uh, messaged me to say like, "Hey, tell me once you watch the Western episode because I want to send you a meme." <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Um, Ashley, do you want to get us out of here? Uh, yes, I do. Until okay. next time, be seeing you. <laughs> <laughs>